Hey there, welcome to Shift for Wellness, the podcast. I'm Jennifer, and this space has been created just for you as it promotes living with ease while facing challenges and trauma with courage and resilience. Find me a parent who could care less if their child was able to focus and concentrate in class, or who scoffs at the idea of their kid having a solid work ethic. I'm sure a little to none, right? What parent wouldn't want their child to have less stress, less anxiety during the school day? Who wouldn't want their kids to have the confidence to advocate for their needs in the classroom and to be able to manage their time efficiently? Well, one constant response I could always rely on from students was their resistance to any work that was needed to be finished at home if it wasn't completed in class. Now, I know there's many schools of thought out there about homework and tons of research that supports the benefits of having it and not having it. And be that as it may, my own unofficial action research over the past 25 years of teaching has made it abundantly clear that kids who take on the responsibility of following up with their lessons at home by reading over their notes from the day because they've had the time to do so are much more alert and engaged in the following day's lessons. Kids who show accountability for their learning outside the classroom and who don't give excuses for why they can't get the work done have less stress and anxiety during the learning process. Not to mention, they have the ability to advocate for their needs. They manage their time on task very well in class. And they have highly developed focus and concentration skills in addition to an overall admirable work ethic. These kids will most often be able to answer yes when asked if they're given chores at home, and that's never a surprise to hear from the moment the kids enter the classroom. Based on the way they carry themselves, the way they communicate non-verbally, the way they communicate verbally with me and their classmates, I can already tell who have been given responsibilities at home. Some kids look at me quizzically, they cock their heads and question chores. And then it's, it's no surprise the way these kids go about their learning day. It's much less efficient than their peers who've been given responsibilities at home. I've always made it a practice as a teacher to build the time that's needed to complete an assignment within the lesson because I know that my time with the kids during the day is only the beginning of what these kids have in store for themselves once our day together has ended. 
The kids who don't finish, in most cases, it's just because they haven't used their time wisely. So now they've left themselves no other choice but to finish their work at home. And these kids can never seem to make that happen because of one excuse or another. What this almost always boils down to is that the student is overscheduled. Their school day is just the beginning of what their day holds for them. Sadly, their days are so packed with events that after they leave me at 3.30, many don't get home to bed until after nine o'clock at night. They're going and going and going. And over the years, many have even cried to me about it. The signs from kids who are overscheduled are glaring. Seeing these in any student has always prompted a one-on-one conversation between me and the student, which often begins with tears. It ends with requests from them for support. And parents, keep an eye out for yourself. An overscheduled kid looks tired. They're disengaged. They're short-tempered. They're impatient with their peers and their family members. They lack stamina. They're anxious. They're worried. They cry a lot. They often have behavior issues. And they also have parents that reach out often because those parents are in need of support at home. These kids will tell me, I'm doing too much. They'll say, you know, when I ask them if they're enjoying themselves, they almost always answer no. They say it's too much for me. Between sports, gymnastics, and competitive dance, chess, and other after-school activities, they're traveling around the country for competitions, they're going to parties, they're entertaining out-of-town guests, they're going out of town for visits and vacations in the middle of the school year. They have tournaments on the weekend and oftentimes multiple tournaments on the same day. And dare I say, college campus visits. And we're talking about 10 and 11-year-olds here, people. Their plates are full. When asked if they've ever had a conversation with their folks about their schedule and what they've been signed up for, they often respond, no, because it doesn't matter. They don't listen and they just want me to be busy. They want me to be a part of something. So what's the point in all of this? Why am I even talking about it? Well, it's because the new school year is upon us, and based on working with thousands of kids during my years of teaching in both middle level and elementary school level, I have witnessed the very obvious signs of an overscheduled student, and I'm hoping this message will cause parents and family members who are listening to pause and have that conversation with their kids about their after-school and weekend activities. The very same parents who are complaining about how kids don't play the same way they did when they were younger are the same ones responsible for this epidemic of quiet neighborhoods. There's no time for kids to run in between the neighbor's houses and play tag or manhunt or split their knee on a rock wall because they didn't see it when they were running around in the dark. There's no time to build a fort in the woods or get yelled at by a neighbor for riding a bike on their lawn or just fighting with neighborhood kids over a bad call in a street game of wiffle ball or even just getting to know the neighbors and who lives in what house and what their quirky habits are. Now, I'm not judging people here. I'm actually sharing what I've witnessed happen 
over the years. Just like there are studies to support both sides of the homework debate, there's an equal amount of research supporting unstructured and structured time for kids. I see structured time a lot differently as a teacher because I've seen the aftermath all over that scheduled kid in my classroom. Of all the things that are scheduled for these kids, the one thing that my experience has shown that's not scheduled is a bedtime. The American Academy of Pediatrics posts the following minimum and maximum hours of sleep for each age group during a 24-hour period for optimal health. My focus is school-aged children, and here they are, ages 3 to 5, 10 to 13 hours. This includes naps. Ages 6 to 12, 9 to 12 hours, and ages 13 to 18, 8 to 10 hours. This isn't happening for children who are overscheduled. Not when their games begin at 8.30 on a school night, and the average time for playing that game is at least an hour. Factor in travel time, a shower, and preparing for the next day because I'm making an assumption here and also a plea that kids are being tasked at home with the responsibility of making their lunch, laying out their clothes, making sure their backpacks are ready to go for the next day, that they're studying notes from that day, and they've read a few pages before they've closed their eyes for bed. Games scheduled this late at night are insane for kids. Why isn't someone doing something about that? I question what's most important for some families because if they saw how their children perform and how they behave in class the next day, I am certain changes would be made. Take another look at the suggested amount of hours of sleep for optimal health and figure out what time your child needs to get up in the morning in order to have a calm and cool, smooth and easy start to their day. Do the math. What time do they need to have lights out? Make that happen. With everything else that's being scheduled for them, schedule a bedtime too. Look, you've heard me say this before, and it really cannot be said enough. The stress and anxiety levels in students are a major public education issue today. I've witnessed these levels increase year after year. Lack of sleep has a lot to do with it. These kids don't yet have the language for how their brains and bodies are starving for the quiet time just to tune in. And this presents in kids as frustration, lack of motivation, depression, stress, anxiety, and the inability to cope with minor disruptions. Who wants this for their kids? I'm reminded of the time A student came to me after a guided mindful meditation I had walked the class through, and she thanked me for it. She said, Mrs. Caputo, do you know that our purposeful pauses during the day are the only time I have to be still and with myself? I don't stop until my head hits the pillow. Now, remember, this is a 10-year-old who's having this conversation with me. I was floored. I was also grateful for the validation of what I provided for the kids in class, as well as for her feedback, because from that moment on, I added in a multitude of other ways my students could take control of their instructional time to get the breaks they needed. If they weren't going to get it 
anywhere else. I wanted it to be in our classroom. An overscheduled child can be an overstimulated child, and they are not able to tune in unless they have some quiet time to make that happen. Allow your kids to have some time to do nothing. The demands on students are becoming greater. Information comes faster, and they need the guidance of their parents to teach them the fundamentals of how to find ease and peace within themselves so they can learn how to tackle all that life and learning throws their way. The problem with that is that parents are lacking these skills themselves, and without them, they can't teach those skills to their children. So parents, I have five questions to ask you. Number one, what do you have in place that helps you have less stress and anxiety during the day? Number two, how do you compassionately advocate for your needs at work and at home? Number three, how are you effectively and efficiently managing your time on task at work and at home? Number four, How is your ability to focus and concentrate? Number five, do you have an admirable work ethic in all areas of your life? You can see how these questions pair with the five core strengths of a successful learner. And for the next 10 months, the one job your child is responsible for is to participate in the act of learning. These five strengths will minimize any angst between you both, not to mention between you and the teacher and your child and their teacher. How are you modeling these strengths at home? What are your kids witnessing on a daily basis? Students need conscious parents who are mindful and who have developed these habits for themselves. Parents, please stop overscheduling your kids. Stop overscheduling yourselves. Tune into your child. Tune into you. Tune into the wants and needs of your child. And if it's your kids who want to do too much after school, it's up to you to tell them no so they can have a more unstructured after school life. The truth is your time with your kids comes to an end quickly. The time is coming when you're no longer going to be their favorite person. They're going to get their inspiration from someone else. So use your time with them wisely so that you could be the one years from now that they will always know, love, and trust in their hearts that will be the person who will give them the healthy, supportive, non-judgmental advice they're looking for. It starts now. It's so much easier to say yes to your kids. But the one thing my adult children continually thank their father and me for the most are all the times when we said no. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for listening. And if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do so you don't miss another episode. And while you're there, I would love it if you would take a moment to rate and review the show because your feedback really benefits the work that I do. And remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about being easy with the practice.